0: Did you ever stop to think that we live in a world of sounds? There are all kinds of sounds around us, all the time, everywhere. everywhere. This first segment of the record is designed to improve measurably your listening ability. That's why it comes first. And that's why it's important that you listen as well as you know how to all that follows.
1: Welcome to The Sacred Grind, where we talk with our third eye full and we get the nitty gritty on spirituality in the city of Hamilton. Check out The Sacred Grind at thesacredgrind.com or on Instagram and Facebook under the same name. We are a community of spiritual rebels and you are welcome to join on in. This is episode four where I'll be talking with Lexi or Alexis Tamara from Learning with Lexi and I am your show host Chantal Dietrich also known as Enchanti and you can check me out at therapeuticanimism.com and on Instagram under the same name too. Lexi is one of the most magical, colorful beings that I have ever met. She is all about being yourself and she works with kids to help them learn how to love and express their uniqueness into the world she owns learning with lexi which is on barton street in hamilton ontario working with children of all different ages running camps and different kinds of creation play messiness (laughs) to help them express their true nature The place where she works is so magical, and I feel like my authentic childlike self when I go back there. She is a storyteller, and she is musical, and in in this episode, there's some storytelling and some singing as well. In this episode, we also talk about authenticity, our perspectives, being brave, and facing some of the challenges that being in this society throws at us. The beginning of this episode starts off with us Just being real and noticing how different it is to talk with someone when there's a microphone in front of you. So it's quite raw and authentic, and I kept it in because a lot of times we just clean up those messy bits. So enjoy, and I will tune in with you at the end of this episode. Let's practice again. Here we go. Hello. Yeah, so just having the microphone on, right, it like changes the feeling like all of a sudden it feels a little unnatural yeah so like we went from just having like a really like normal casual conversation and then like this is here it's like oh
2: (laughs) now I have to watch everything I'm saying and be careful of my um and then
1: (laughs) and that uh 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 (laughs) but the funny thing is is like that's it's a normal thing to have speech patterns that way and the reason we think that it's not normal is because a lot of that gets edited out in post yes yeah. Right? And uh, we, th- we think oh, I can't do. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, it's people have
2: professionals to teach them how to speak and work through moments of being stuck on
1: thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You As- know, especially if you are if you have a lot of money behind whatever it is you're working on. Right. Like once you get to that point, you can have all the flaws edited out, whether it be like how you appear or how you sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it is. It's a weird feeling. Every time I put the camera on or put a microphone on, it's like, ooh, who am I? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I knew. It becomes (laughs) the big elephant in the room. Yeah. It's looking at me. I know, I know. (laughs) And it's like literally like right now, like it's funny because like right now no one's listening. Like this is a weird thing. It's like sitting here, no one's listening right now. But But people could be listening eventually. So that's like we know that. And, And then it's like, oh, I need to put on my... My good voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, for
2: me, <laughs> there you go. See, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. um It's about how I'm processing my information and how clear I'm being.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have an energy and a personality that is very busy.
1: That's what so, I love about you, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like that.
2: But, uh, not the only thing I love about it. <laughs> one of the things, yeah. Well, that, that's wonderful to hear because as you're growing up, it is something that is continuously brought to your attention that is a negative thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because not everybody can handle an energy that is consistently busy. So this actually, um, this beautiful little specimen in front of me recording me is demanding my attention and my concentration and, uh, for me to be present. Mm. And I can do that when I want to, Mm. or maybe when I'm not even thinking about it, but it's asking uh, a lot from me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it it can, it's interesting how one thing can bring up so much too, right? Like you were saying, like even just, so being in school, right there, there's a lot expected of kids in school and, um, you work with kids. So, like, this actually makes a lot of sense that we're even, like, talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of expectations to be a certain way and act a certain way to fit into that environment. And um, especially, I think, like, just going back, say, like, 10, <clears throat> 10, 20 years ago, like, it was even a lot more different then. And for kids that had a lot more energy or creativity, they don't, they didn't always fit into that kind of no. environment. Um, and there's so many... Uh, great qualities that have been, like, repressed in people. Mm-hmm. Like, because of that. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, but just because you don't fit into that environment doesn't mean you don't fit into any environment. Yeah. So, uh, well, with
2: with energy, um, there comes a almost... Um, your age gets brought up into it, you know, it's your, your energy all of a sudden becomes a maturity thing, an age thing, you're in school thing, you're out in public thing, Mm. you know, your energy is only allowed to come out specifically in times that it's not going to be an embarrassment or a hinder on, on, on somebody else. And, Mm -hmm. um, I guess as you're growing up, it's difficult to understand that you know, being a child and having that wild, carefree, uh, you know, in the moment I'm ready to go. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're shut down more than I think I even realized growing up I was being shut down. Yeah.
1: And a a lot of times it's not like it's an intentional thing. Like it's not like someone's trying to make you feel bad necessarily, but it's the status quo, it's the expectations. And that's exactly the word I was thinking of too, is the wildness, right? Because there are, places in the world where that's totally acceptable to be wild and free. But in and this is actually part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to talk about what it means to be a spiritual wild being while living in a city, essentially, where there's a lot of confines, a lot of expectations, and we're cut off from our wildness, like almost literally, right? Like the (laughs) the environment is paved over. And then once in a while, you get some glimpses of nature. Yeah. Um, and that, that says a lot about what's expected of us. I've tried um, to really be
2: present with owning um, I. I tend to go to we or you. And I have really been trying to take ownership over the things that have been happening to me and have happened to me in the past. And allowing that accountability to happen um, helps me to dig deeper. And when I do that, I'm able to be clear and help others. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking earlier about you know energy and um, sc- school and and children and I feel that. You know, this journey of rediscovering I has supported me and encouraged me to go for the things that I really want in all areas of my life. S- story time. Yeah, let's hear it. Story yeah. time. <laughs> I came home mm-hmm. one day, like many other days. I don't really remember what age I was. And I would would go to my father um, for everything. He was a mentor to me and uh, a support in many areas of my life. I really feel like I could speak with him. Um, And I was so confused how I could never fit in, be quiet, just get it learn things without resistance and all of this, you know, wildness that that we talked about that I had a really hard time trying to tame. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be focused. I wanted to be present in class. I wanted to know all the plays on my basketball team, but my mind would wander. So anyways, I came home distraught and he sat me down and he told me the donkey story which I changed now for my shows. I I call it It's Not About a Donkey. Okay. (laughs) So there's a father and his son. And um, every weekend they would go into town and sell their crops. They didn't have much, you know. And um, they had their donkey Mm. and their little house and their little farm, and they were just so content with life. So they packed all their things up, and they went into town. The son was up on the donkey and the father was pulling. And as they got into town, they began to hear the people whisper and gossip. And they were saying, look at that selfish little boy making his poor father pull him on the donkey. And they were so hurt because they didn't understand what could they have possibly done wrong to deserve judgment. So they decided when they went home that they were going to change. The next time they were going to come into town, they were going (laughs) to be better. They were going to be different. The day came. This time, the father was up on the donkey and the little boy was pulling and they went into town so confident and you know, ready to sell things and take on, take on the world mm-hmm. kind of attitude. And as soon as they got into town, the whispering began and the judgments came out. And the people were saying, look at that terrible father mm-hmm. allowing his poor child to pull him on the donkey. Defeated once more, They go home and decide, okay, I'm going to change. So time came again. This time they decide, okay, we're going to come in together. (laughs) Can't go wrong there. (laughs) Two people and a donkey. And they go riding into town. And yet again, the gossiping happened. Look at those two
0: awful people
2: riding on that poor donkey. Running out of options here. So they decide for their last time, they go walking into town and they're both pulling the donkey. And the gossiping happens, and <laughs> the people are saying, Look at those two ridiculously stupid people. Yeah. They have a donkey and they're not even riding it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And I laughed, and my father looked at me and he held my hands and he said, No matter how many times you change yourself, it will never be good enough for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There will always be something that you will have to change because you can't cater to everybody. You could go insane trying to even think about it. So he followed, you know, with that, with telling me how much he appreciated that energy and about how it reminded him and connected him to his child and the things that he never,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: had growing up. And it was, it was a story that he continued to tell me throughout my lifetime. And now at this point in my life as a teacher and as a mentor to others, I use this story in my shows.
1: Yeah, I love that.
2: You know, and it's it's really, at the end of the day, it's not about a donkey.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that so much because it really does show, like, we could spend our whole lives trying to cater to what other people are saying and what they expect of us. And no matter what, there's going to be people that have a judgment and sometimes we end up being our own inner critic as well. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot more fulfilling once we just decide like, you know what, who am I? What do I really, what do I really represent? What do I really want to offer the world? And, and so trying to fit into this box that other people have created that has nothing to do with you right no. cuz like now like even just sitting here in the space that you've created like it's fun and whimsical and creative and there's like so many fun things to look at and stuff going on there like there's a tent over here with a bunch of pillows under it and stuff hanging from the ceiling and i love that and imagine if you had shut down that part of yourself because you had to be a certain way. Like this space wouldn't exist the way it is.
2: No. And
1: it's, it's evolved since I first started. That's for sure. Um,
2: This space is literally a a reflection of what's going on inside of me. And I feel that this space allows me to rest of part of myself Mm -hmm. creating space. I created a space that half of me could, play and wander and be wild so I could be a little lighter in my steps when I go out into the world and it it, honestly it feels it feels amazing yeah to do that to have the opportunity to to do this I could not have pictured this Four years ago, (laughs) over four years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. So amazing what can happen in such a short amount of time. And really, like, it shows, like, you believing in yourself. And I know that sometimes, like, that's not always easy to do, but there has to be, like, a certain amount of belief in... Well, it's actually interesting. Like, I'm looking at this right here. It says, You are the visionary of your dreams, right? Like, it shows. And it's a space where other beings, whether they be young people or older people, can come in and allow themselves to be that person too. Where maybe in other parts of the world, it's not okay to be that way. But here, it is okay to be that way. And, And not just okay, it's encouraged. Very much so. Yeah, which is awesome. It's beautiful when parents come walking through these doors.
2: adults of any age and the first thing that comes out of their mouth is what they wanted to do in this space Mm. i want to paint here i want (laughs) to create here i want to sleep in the tent and it's this space is meant to speak to everybody it's not just meant for children of age but of children and child within yes Absolutely, I feel
1: that. Mm-hmm.
2: It's important to speak to that part of ourselves. I heard such an amazing, um, I guess I'll call it a quote. I think I heard it, maybe read it somewhere, but
1: <laughs> one uh, of those great messages that yeah, pops in <laughs> to our um, existence. It said,
2: Childhood is one of the things we spend our, the rest of our lives trying to get over. Mm hmm. Mm hmm and you know for most of us or maybe for many of us how who knows but I'll speak from I again uh, I never lost that connection with myself I have always been in my child that's how I relate to the world has it been easy for me to create connection with people of my age Mm -hmm. no because a lot of them are constantly in their adult yeah You know, and it's it's a it's a connection that does need to be maintained in order to be creative and step out of the box and step out of the boundaries and drawing in between the lines. Mm -hmm. You know, it it allows you to just be messy, yeah, and vulnerable and open, and um, that's what I I'm hoping that when people come through these doors that they will want to do, they will want to let go and just flow through here.
1: I feel that way. Like when I came in, the first time I came here, I was just like, wow, it feels so magical. And that same feeling that you were saying that parents feel like, oh, I want to, you know, like the inner child really does want to come out to play. And um, I think that, yeah, we all, no matter what age we have that within us. And for people that have had that shut down for so long, it feels so nice to see a space where you can tell there's like permission to to be that way right like like think about the energy of this space and I'm gonna like when I um post this audio I'll share some pictures too so people can see what you take beautiful photos my goodness (laughs) yeah well like I mean it's the space too right like it really brings that out because imagine like going into a space where it's like an office building, right? Or everything's gray. And some office buildings are beautiful, but, you know, I'm thinking of a traditional office building with cubicles and stuff like that. And like, what kind of energy does that bring out in us in contrast? Right. And the pictures wouldn't be as beautiful maybe if, uh, you know, if I was taking them in that space, I mean, not that they couldn't be, but it's a, it's a different part of our being. And, um, it's not all of who we are, right? Like, there's so many different aspects of who we are as humans. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in the certain, or certain roles. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to, to come out of that sometimes. And and really, I think as humans, we we often feel like we need permission. I think because we've been raised that way, right? Like for someone to say, okay, you can paint now. It's okay, right? Like it's still the child, and you. Yeah. That's asking permission. Yeah. Like you may, I know adults that have paints and crafts and stuff at home, and they'll say, yeah, but I never really use it, and they have to go out to be able to do it because someone yeah. can say, hey, this is what we're doing now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No,
2: it's true. We need to give ourselves permission to have fun. When yeah. did that happen?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a, that's a complicated thing even in itself. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk to you too. So we've, we're we exploring a little bit about the energy of who you are in this space. Um, like how it started. But yeah, but let's go back. Let's rewind and travel back in time.
0: Oh, <laughs> long, long ago. Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, well, all right. So let me tell you this. I never in my wildest dreams saw what I'm seeing in front of me with you right now. My father was the one that created the name Learning with Lexi. And I would get so angry at him, like so angry. I'm like, stop. I don't want this. I don't like it. I don't like, this is not me. I'm not a singer. I'm not an actress. I don't have any experience. Stop it. Really? Like, I would wow. Go, yes, I, I was angry. I was wow. angry. He's been asking me to do this. <laughs> I can't even. Oh, my goodness. For as long as I can remember. This is years and I felt a calling within me, like I knew I wanted to teach, I knew I wanted to be a part of children's lives, I knew I wanted to help, and I know there's so many areas, but I also had to be very delicate, because I'm probably one of those, um, no, I, I am a person who is very sensitive, and I might take my, ho- my work home with me, so mm-hmm. I had to be careful what area of work I was getting into. Yeah. But this seemed to fit. Later down the line, yeah. I realized <laughs> going back into time after the resistance. Oh, kind geez. Of oh, yeah. Resistance, <laughs> resistance, resistance. And um, but I felt a calling within me, like it was just so present and so there and so loud. But I didn't know what. I mean, I went to school to be a teacher, but there were no jobs. And then I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going back into a system that I felt rejected right and wasn't accepted and Mm -hmm. really struggled and I thought well that's not the place for me so I decided to get into um being an ECE uh, early childhood educator Mm -hmm. and I thought I'm going to open up my own daycare center and nope not for me (laughs) but lots of experience yes lots of experience
1: Which is an important part, like, we don't always realize that what seems like a mistake or a misstep is really often preparing us for something else.
2: Oh, oh, yes. Well, it was, it was life lessons more than I could even, even imagine. And some were, you know, most actually were very hard lessons. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, I, but I woke up every day and I showed up and I did the best that I could you know, where I was at in the moment, what else could I do?
0: Mm-hmm. Because
2: at the same time, I need to exist in this world. I need to make money and pay bills and there's things I want to do. So it's like, you know, I need to, I need to keep going. Yeah. And one day I got a back injury hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was let go from my work until I could get better. And it just wasn't happening. <laughs> Doctors signed me off as, you know, you're benched.
1: I, oh, was wow. yeah. I was benched. I was I was on
2: the injured list. Yeah, that was a really I mean, no job, not functional, in a lot of pain, um, and feeling pretty darn hopeless. I mean, what what was I going to do now? I mean, I couldn't really see myself, you know, working retail or anything like that. I, I went to school to work with children. Mm-hmm. So, um, my father came to me and he goes, "Please, it's time." He had the vision. It's time. Mm -hmm. You're not working. You're here. You're in this moment. Just go in and sing a couple songs.
1: Four years later. Mm -hmm. Here I am. Yeah. So, had he heard you singing before? Like, where did this, why did he see this, do you think? Like,
2: I would come home and tell him stories. I had tons of fun stories from From you know I worked mainly in the j k s k programs, and you know, I loved singing to the children, and I was a great teacher. I will say that i'm an no, I'm not a great teacher, I'm an amazing teacher, mm-hmm. and I had incredible connections with the parents and children I mean that I'll carry with me for life and I would tell my father these stories and re- reenact them and sing to him like I would do with the children,
1: and he was mind blown by it. Right. So you were already doing it essentially, and he saw it.
2: Yeah, I just didn't see it at the level that he seen me.
1: Right. That's pretty awesome. Like to have a person in your life that just see sees what could be. You know, like mm-hmm. and um, that. Like, that spark can be such a life changer. Yeah, it's Are making you, me a little yeah. emotional. My grandfather was that for me. Like, he would be like, you know, you, you're you meant to be on stage. People need to be listening to you. And I was like, no, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It's powerful. It, it It is really powerful.
2: I mean, that he always looked at me and thought of me in that way. Um and the craziest part about the music that comes out of me is it always comes to me in the car. My lyrics <laughs> come to me in the car. I can't play an instrument. The only instrument I have is my voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I get my producer to, he helps me like, you know, make it come to life mm-hmm. and I can put my words somewhere because the words are coming from a place of, my experiences, and my life, and what I've learned along the way. And maybe if you're listening to this, you know, you'll understand and feel what I'm feeling too, and Mm -hmm. it will resonate with you on some level, because my music isn't just, like I said, for for children, it's for everybody. Yeah. I, you know, um, one of my first songs that I wrote was called School of Rock, (laughs) Um, and that song was based on me having ADD, mm-hmm. and for other people as well that had an explosive energy and just could not sit still and were just so busy. And it started off when I was in the classroom. My kids were going wild one day. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm looking at them. And I'm thinking, "How am I going to navigate this?" Because they're on a whole nother vibration that mm-hmm. I am not at. And um, all of a sudden, I got this kind of like lyrics in my head. It was like, "Okay." Clappy clap, clap, a clappy, clap, clap. Snappy snap, snap, a snappy, snap, snap. No more. Yappy, yappy, <laughs> yappy, yap. Put your hands in your lap. And they started following along. But <laughs> well, when I was writing my first song, Magic. I, yeah, <laughs> I was I was remembering this
0: and I was like, tappy tap, tap, snappy, snap, snap, yappy, yappy, yep. Put your hands in your lap. Clappy clap clap, tappy tap, tap. So it was like, you know it was it was this kind of rock and roll song it was like teacher
2: like please i can't sit anymore like i need to bounce around it was kind of you know really relating to that energy and feeling that rock and roll through it and it was like so powerful when i was singing on stage because i felt if i could leave my body yeah. yeah. it, and the kids you know when they hear it they're just like and
1: even you know you got 50 year olds 40 year olds oh, yeah. like doing the twist and It was, it was, it was wonderful. I love that. It's like, (laughs) there is, there's something magical about music, you know? It's so innate in who we are. And uh, there's so much learning that happens through it, you know? Like you said, like, and, like, music... No matter what the vibe is to it, you know, like it can be, it could be a sad song, it could be upbeat. Like, if it if it connects with us in a way that speaks to our experience, like it shifts, it shifts us. Like, because it it is, it's literally vibrations, right? So, like, if we, we can be impacted by. Like your vibrations and that, like even you just singing that song, I'm just like, yeah, I'm writing and listen, you know? Like, how could you not? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: no, it's it, it is very true, and I find that since I've started writing music and even participating more in the production of it, I've been very careful what kind of music I listen to now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My ear has changed to sounds and instruments and how I hear music, um, and I, yeah, I've realize on a deeper level how much it does stay within us and Mm -hmm. what we believe and what we use in life and also how we
1: communicate and how we feel love and anger yeah it's yeah it's it's super powerful it's a it's a huge part of who we are and so to use it as a tool for learning like specifically and uh, I think is is awesome and you have such a great energy for that too yeah yeah, yeah.
2: i wish you could have seen me the first time oh my i had a camera
1: was put in front of yeah. my face the camera thing right <laughs> i know
2: it's like the microphone yeah it's yeah it's uh it, it you know what i'll say this being in front of a microphone and being in front of a camera has helped me hone that beautiful energy within mm-hmm, myself
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: it does because whenever I'm in front of it I keep saying it wants to hear you it wants to see you it wants to be a part of this journey I have to talk to myself through it yeah and center and ground and be present and knowing it's okay to be heard mm-hmm. it's okay if you stood st- st- st-
1: st- or that's a huge thing right because it really it is about being seen yep yeah and and we have to like have like accept ourselves first right in order to be seen like there's so many people I know that like they have something to share in the world and it's like the thing that gets keeps them from doing it is that fear of being seen and being heard and the camera and the microphone really represent that in a physical way yep yeah so what, yeah, what helped you more, even more with that, with being seen and heard? Because you really do have this, like, way about you that's like, hey, look at me, you know, I'm here. And uh, I love that. Like, I find that to be really inspiring. So, I, yeah, what helps you to let that part of yourself out?
2: In one of my shows, my first really big show that I had, I was so sick. I was throwing up in the bathroom and like nobody's business. I mean, I couldn't gather myself and I called
1: Was that from nervousness? Oh, yes. Yes.
2: I was I was so sick and so nervous and it's just my whole body looked like I was sitting in like one of those like vibrating massager chairs. Yeah. And I I had to make some phone calls before I went out there because, you know, when you're faced with yourself it is the biggest critic, the biggest judgment, The, it's, it's you, it's, it's really, yes, people have judgments and opinions of you, and, and yes, our feelings get hurt, but it's you
1: mm-hmm.
2: that, that, that you're worried about the most. Absolutely. And, and that was like a huge face-to-face moment for me. So working through that, which you asked me, somebody said to me while I was on the phone with them in the bathroom throwing up <laughs> on myself, people... Are there because they want to see you succeed. Mm. That's why they hired you. They wanted to be a part of your happiness. Mm-hmm. They wanted to sing along with you. They wanted to celebrate with you. They asked you to be there because they love it. Yeah. They're not asking you to show up to throw apples at you, <laughs> you know, and it made me realize how much I didn't see that within myself. Every time I showed up on stage, I realized the things that I needed to do because I was, it was the checking in part. It was the reflecting after of like, where are those feelings coming from? Why am I feeling that way? And knowing how to navigate that because every time I'm speaking on stage, I'm speaking to myself. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about self-love, when I'm talking about believing in yourself, when I'm talking about just be who you are and be who you are with confidence and love and hope and connection. And yeah, yeah. it just took me back because I was like, this, this path wasn't just about finding my, my way in life and paying my bills and, 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 and having a place to, to lift my energy. It was for me to recognize why I was here, and why I'm important. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's... I feel that. Like, I have goosebumps about that. Because, like, it just... it's It shows, right? Like, it's not just about a job. Or, you know, like you said, paying the bills. Like, you what you've created is really an expression of who you are and it it really is about self-love and by you offering that like to yourself and expressing it to the world like other people benefit from it too right because then they are able to be like oh yeah like that I can connect with that part of me right and like you just say like you're telling people what you need to hear right? But at the same time, like they need to hear it too, right? Because we all kind of go through the same kind of stuff.
2: The most important thing I tell the children and people when they do come here is I'm not telling you any of these things because I've got it right. Mm -hmm. It's not about being right. It's not about being wrong or in the middle. It's just about knowing. Yeah. It's about seeking. It's about creating opportunity for yourself to get closer to you because you're your best friend. You got to have your own back.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As
2: much as it's beautiful to have a support system and you're really lucky if you do, but at the end of the day, you know that the only opinion that matters most in this world is your own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the support system, all it does is like help us to see like our own, Self worth, like because if we have to believe in it too, right? Like, you can be supported by a lot of people, but if you don't believe them and something in you is just like, mm, no, I don't think that what they're saying is true, then that support doesn't even really matter. Like, you have to buy into it, right? So, it really does come down to your own relationship with yourself. It does. Yeah. And I know that that can be really hard for people that they haven't had the great like the greatest messages coming to them like especially as a young person um but I think that like it that doesn't mean that it can't you can't find it you know like sometimes it's like it is really found within ourselves. so and then and that's a whole process yeah. And, yeah well
2: whatever you're looking for you're going to find it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you d- you don't have to feel positive all the time you don't have to feel angry all the time you don't have to feel lost all the time you choose what you want and that's the thing that i also really encourage here is that at the end of the day it's it's always your choice mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: it always has been
1: yeah it, it and i think that's a hard <clears throat> thing to face you know like even for myself sometimes like when i'm feeling down or not in the best way like you know i I think there's this tendency to want to like blame it on something else. And, and that, and because feels there, good. Yeah. Well, cause it feels good. There is a pattern. Like, it's like, there are reasons why we get stuck into like certain patterns. Let's say uh, if crappy things have happened in our life again and again, like it, it's like, well, that's why I feel this way. And partially, yes. But in a, in a way, like like I said earlier, that you have to buy into those messages too, right? So it's like, yeah, maybe people have been hard on you or have been abusive and all that. And, yeah. and that is an awful thing to experience and overcome, what, wherever it comes from, right? Because it could come from family, friendships, the school system, right? Where oh, yeah. people don't believe in you or they're telling you that you're wrong and all that. And um, But we have to buy into it and believe it and then that becomes our own internal dialogue. But if we decide, you know what, like, and I have had these epiphany moments where I'm like, I'm tired of buying into those stories about myself, right? Why Why am I listening to just one person where it's like, you know, there could be 20 people saying something great and then that one person is like, oh, I don't know if you should do that or like, I, I don't really like that, that thing you did. Like, yeah. that's the one thing that we like focus on. Um, and th- th- it's there's always room for improvement, but sometimes I think we can get too caught up in what needs to change and what needs to be better instead of accepting what is. Yeah. My father,
2: I, I won't do this justice, but, um, he would say to me, you know, there's the, you that you see yourself as, and then there's the, you that everybody else sees you as. And then there's these, all these variations of how you are seen and how you see yourself and you could get lost in that, mm-hmm. you know, f- trying to find yourself through all of these avenues. And it's really that thing that you've been looking for is that one thing that allows you to find your voice,
0: mm.
2: your most powerful voice. Um, I don't, I think it was maybe like a year and a half ago I wrote this song called I Found My Voice Now. And in in the music, it was talking about the different stages.
0: You know, it's like, when I was younger, I felt I was different. I had a hard time understanding why. Feeling confused, lost in emotion. I wanted answers so I could feel all right. And then it goes into (laughs) I found my voice now. It took me time. So it's
2: like, you know, when you're feeling these things, it's like, you know, when I was younger, I was experiencing this and life was hard and I had no choices and I had no power and everybody's telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And then I hit these years and it's like, you're a teenager and you have responsibilities and you need to get a job and make money and go to school and be responsible. And then it's like, boom, you're an adult. Yeah. And I'm I'm passing on this. (laughs) I'm trying to build myself now. And yeah. It's like when I'm talking to parents who connect with me and they're wanting to bring their children here. I explain to them that what I'm doing with your children is allowing them the opportunity and experience to know about connecting with themselves now mm-hmm. at their age. Mm-hmm. They don't have to wait till they're in their teens. They don't have to wait until they're 20 or even later. I'm providing an opportunity for them now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not to know just the likes and dislikes. Like, I love ice cream. Yeah. I love Hawaii. I love pink shoes. No. When you're mad, who do you become? When mm-hmm. this happened to you, why do you react this way?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When somebody's yelling at you, do you lose your voice?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We, I wanna know
0: you. Mm-hmm.
2: Be who you are. React how you want to react. Express yourself how you need to. Doesn't need to be candy-coated here.
1: Yeah, I love that.
2: And experiencing that will help them to learn to accept themselves. Yes. To take those tools out into the world.
1: Because mm-hmm. really, to me, like it is like a mindfulness type of thing where it's like, like be in the moment and feel what you're feeling and, and notice it, right? What is that... What is that like for you to to feel angry, you know, and like what is it what does it look like if you create an image of that or how does it sound like? And I think that so often and I do feel like this is changing in our world. There's a and you're like a representation of that, that there's a shift happening where we're starting to realize like, Mm -hmm. hey, we need to allow our humanness to be seen and heard because and, it will find its way out somewhere somehow it will find its way out and usually not in a great way if we just repress it but um with children we often tell them to be you know well yeah they, to be quiet and do things a certain way and like it it's not an authentic representation of what's really going on for them in their inner world because it's a it's a representation of what someone else wants them to be there's a bridge yeah between us yeah. between childhood and between adulthood
2: that's it's there's an in-between space that lacks the full connection i mean you can be be p- playful and magical and on top of all your parental duties and connections to your child at the end of the day are you really are you really just connecting in a way with yourself and with your children that how do I say this um it's raw and it's real Mm -hmm. one of the reasons the children love coming here is because I I speak child but at the same time I'm being an adult and they can come to me and we can get through things. And I say things how they are with them, but in, not in an authoritative way or a disciplinary way. I'm, it's in a way where I'm talking to you human to human. Mm-hmm. And I'm really needing you to understand this because this and this is and this is happening. And it's creating this over here. Right. So, you know, really bringing in consequences, choices, power, mm-hmm. decisions you know, I'm giving you this. Yeah. What are you gonna choose? And they're taken
1: back because they're usually told what to do, right? And and for, for people in general, like we can we can listen and follow along, but I think that there's a lot of resistance to just being told what to do. In some way, it's, like, we don't, because we want to feel empowered to make our own decisions and to make decisions that feel good. Because, like, my experience working with kids, like, I would take a similar approach. I was working in, within different confines. But, um, same kind of thing. Like, really, like, here's what's happening. Like, let me help you understand. And let's, let's explore it and have some choices and I was able to have these one-on-one conversations with kids because of the roles I had and um I was working with some with some tough kids like that you know they've been through some crap and it's uh they don't all they were having a hard time making decisions that felt good for them because they were just in kind of fight or flight mode um but you know doing some uh grounding exercises bringing them into the moment having these kinds of conversations, like I was always blown away by the goodness that would come out of them. Yes. When, when yes. They were given the opportunity, the and process so just told yeah. how to be and what to do. Oh yeah. Cause if I just told them how to be and what to do, like that's when the resistance would come up and they would literally run away or become violent. And, um, because that was in, that was what was going on. It's in a the- natural
2: reaction to feeling cornered.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Like when you're scared, what do you do? I mean, we we've all lied. I've lied in my life about mm-hmm. things because I'm scared of consequence. I'm scared Absolutely. about how somebody's gonna react to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's terrifying. And really. instead of like yeah, and this is like in this conversation is really interesting to me because it's not just about kids. It's really about like adults too that have been oh, yeah. through these kinds of Definitely. experiences, right? Where like, instead of like, say, looking at dishonesty as a protection mechanism, yeah. we just automatically look at it as that's terrible and you're now you're in trouble and you're being punished. Like yeah. we skip the conversation around how does that feel to be dishonest? And let's mm-hmm. understand that. Why did that come up? Yeah. And I don't know like why do you think that is because I have my own ideas of why that happens, but let's hear well,
2: what you I think. mean, you can see the look on of terror on a person's face when <laughs> things didn't go as planned how you set the story up and you know, having personal experience being a child myself and lying and you know going into teens and lying and trying to navigate my life and not trying to look stupid or in the un- unknown, I did, I, you know, I, I lied because I wanted to preserve myself.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: it only dug the hole deeper and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it at the time. And now when I'm, um, you know, dealing with children, I don't want to say dealing with, but now when I'm working with children, mm-hmm. the first thing I say to them when we're in these, when we're in a moment such as this, I say, I just, I would like to talk. You're not in trouble. I don't even like that word. Mm-hmm. I just want to sit and talk with you and I just want to understand. Mm-hmm. Because if I understand, you know, this conversation is going to go different. So I'd like you to help me understand why you, why you did that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's getting them to be, to feel, number one, I want them to trust me. Yeah. And I want them to feel safe because that's the two things that are lacking, trust and safety. hmm and I'm noticing in those moments as it's coming out, one thing that gets them to really connect and to fully embrace this moment is, I understand you. I would have done the same thing if I were you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at me like, really? Of course. It's scary. It's frightening. I wouldn't want to get in trouble for that or be called out for that. On the other hand, you're in a space right now where you're given the opportunity to tell the truth. Yeah. And to work through it with me so that you can use this when you're not here.
1: Yes, that's the big thing, right? You're modeling a process for them that they can eventually, yeah, use on their own and hopefully carry into adulthood. And and I think that the reason why so many adults (laughs) skip those kinds of conversations is literally because it's been skipped for them, right? Like that process hasn't been modeled for a very long time. Like we've been caught up in consequences. And, um, I don't know if it's like just a lack of awareness or like maybe for some people it's like, things are just so busy that there's no time or it feels like there's no time to, to have that kind of a conversation. Um, and then that, Like, that plays out. Like, so, like, if you're a child that is in an environment where it's, like, we just skip straight to the consequence, right, then you learn that. And and shaming. Yeah, yeah, and you carry into adulthood. So instead of giving yourself compassion and exploring, well, why did that happen? Like, and, you know, having some awareness around that, um, we just automatically go right to, uh, I should punish myself now. Well, I'm not, this is, you know what?
2: I'm not a parent
0: yet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: but I was the eldest and I've watched my parents you know with my brother and sister and then raising me I you know and obviously I have friends who are parents and whatnot and I know that parenting is a huge job and can be extremely exhausting I I mean managing myself is a lot yeah so to to manage other (laughs) humans I I you know what I understand yes that's you know what, sometimes it's like, oh, I can't even deal with this. Mm -hmm. Just go to your room. Mm -hmm. That's why it's great for people like you and me and many others out there to hold spaces and opportunities for children to know that even though you have people out there that are really rooting for you and wanting to help you and support you overcome your challenges that there will be a duality in life that not everybody will have patience or understanding Mm -hmm. for you and will just want to go straight to the consequence they need
1: to know that absolutely yeah like that's the reality of our of our world too right like like parenting is very challenging and very stressful and I I because I've worked with parents for a long time, and um, I had a lot of empathy for them when they would tell me, like, about situations where they didn't they didn't make the best decision. But it's the same thing. Same yeah. with them as as I would work with kids. Be like, okay, well, how did that feel? Like, well, you know, like let's explore it. Because you know, I'm not here to say. Same, and same with you. I'm sure you're not here to say, like, well, you're parenting wrong. It's it's not about that. It's like, because no. it's, it's a cultural thing. Like, yeah. we're all kind of trapped in this culture of being, very, everything is very fast-paced. There's a lot going on, a lot of things to get done, uh, not a lot of great role modeling for how to do it right. And so, yeah, it's not about, like, you're... And then you know, what is that nowadays, right? Yeah, write? yeah yeah it's like it's like who even knows like yeah it's we're kind of in a, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, everything's changing right like very quickly everything's changing it's true yeah so oh, like yeah. you know parents don't need more judgment on them so there, it's definitely not about that but
2: no none of this is no. I feel none of this is it's it's just telling the truth
0: mm-hmm.
2: about what we're faced with all the time fatigue stress being the best parent we can be to raise upstanding human beings who are going to be educated and take care (laughs) of themselves and and then working through our own stuff as childhood and things that we got and didn't get Mm -hmm. and experienced I mean really it's just a wheel of Mm -hmm. consistent you know experience and exposures to life we're all in it
1: yeah absolutely but
2: it's getting over that it's it's not it's this is more than about judgment. Yeah. This is about I think reflection.
1: It, yeah, the opposite, like empathy, right? Like even for like each one of ourselves, like I think that's like really where We, like, all need to start shifting in whatever ways we can. Like, and I say, like, whenever I say need to, I'm like, ugh, I don't like the way that sounds either. But, like, ideally, like, if we can start empathizing with ourselves and realize, like, yeah, we come from lineages and histories Mm -hmm. where a lot of shit's gone down that hasn't been very nice and pleasant and people were just doing the best they could to survive, like, literally to just survive. And something that came up for me recently... um, I, and again, I don't remember where I heard this from. Uh, actually, oh no, it's in, um, a program that I'm taking. Um, but like we all are the descendants of survivors, right? Yeah. Because there, throughout humanity, there have been, there have been wars, there's been a famine, there's been so many different kinds of devastation, like it, unimaginable. Um, and, all of us that are alive right now come from families that survived that somehow. Oh yes. Right. Oh, yes. So they've been yeah. through some stuff for sure. And we may not even know the extent, right. If you go back far enough, like who knows, but we're all, that's all living within us yes. right now. Right. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my father definitely is the historian, the family. He, mm-hmm. he reminds us where we come from and our family and, you know, our, our, um, It goes back to, uh, from his father's side, they were freedom fighters for their country. Talk about that, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, I feel that, you know, being a humanitarian and and, uh, really caring about the quality of life... And even when it comes to our children, I mean, instilling them with these core values because they're going to be going out into the world and becoming politicians mm-hmm. and, you know, bankers and lawyers and everyday citizens. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what are they going to be filled with? Yeah. Where are their outlets going to be? What are they going to connect with? You know, we all live on this planet. However you want to label things at the, at the core of it, We just want to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just want to, you know, love ourselves and reflect. Chantelle, you would be amazed about how many of my littles, (laughs) when I ask them to take a chance and step up and tell themselves they love themselves in the mirror. (laughs) Not happening. They even make sound effects like, oh.
1: Really? Oh, Wow. So there's, a, like, they're even at that age having resistance around that. Yeah. More than people think. Yeah. And so what helps to move through that with them?
2: Consistency. hmm Revisiting it. Creating magic. Making it into a musical, almost a game. Yeah. Helping them to feel empowered or even supported. Would you like to hold... The mirror with me, and mm-hmm. me stand by your side, and we'll say it together. Mm-hmm. But not forcing. Yep. This has to be something that they own on their own. If yeah. they are not ready, they are not ready. Yeah. And I say to them, you know what? There's many people out there that feel the same way you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Recognizing that this is a this is unfortunately a challenge. You don't really pay too much attention in the mirror in that way. Mm-hmm. You're doing your hair. You're brushing your teeth. You know. You're doing everything but saying hey, you, you're kind of friggin' great. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I love you. Yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, practicing those mirror exercises and, you know, having a moment to just, you know, who am I and where I'm at and I haven't paid attention to you all day and, mm. you know, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say hi. Yeah, so it's, you know, those things are are super important and the consistency thing is huge. You know, if if, if you don't do something... Over and over, it's not about it being perfect. You don't practice to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You practice to make permanent. Mm. That's different.
1: I love that. I haven't heard that before. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that it becomes a part of your routine. Yeah, yeah. Because who,
2: you know, one one. I think a quote that I I I'm not too fond of is you know fake it till you make it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You don't need to fake how you feel and how you experience life. You can create boundaries for yourself and for others because you don't want to explode and lash out everything on them. You can be as real as you can be, and also go through that process of becoming mm. what you want to be for yourself.
1: Right. Yeah, because like that's interesting. I've thought about that too, right? Like the idea of being fake because we sometimes have to we have to start from a place of being like uh, an amateur of sorts at it, right? Mm. Like we're not a we're not a master yet. Um, but you have to begin somewhere and that doesn't mean that you're fake or phony. It just means that you're at the beginning steps or you're still learning and trying to figure it out. Isn't
2: it crazy how, how you can have an issue being a beginner? Yeah. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that with, with many people that I spoke to that it's a very vulnerable place for them to be beginners and in the unknown. And I mean, I have those insecurities with starting something new, that's for sure. Oh yeah,
1: especially if people are witnessing it once again, right? Actually, I was at the grocery store the other day and there was a woman, it was her first time being on cash uh, by herself and I could feel her stress and nervousness and um my partner and I really just tried to make it a more enjoyable experience and just being like, it's okay. And like, I totally know how this feels. And I really did empathize. I was like, oh my gosh, like I would be terrified. Like put me in that grocery store and it's my first day by myself. You know, I have other skills, like that's not one of them. And I would be like really stressed, you know, and especially if I'm fumbling or whatever. And but it's like I think, like in that moment, like it, there were some cool people around that were all like, "Yeah, yeah you know, you're new. I, I totally understand." But, like, I have seen it go the other way, where it's like there's a frustration um, around, like, like why, do, why don't you have this figured out, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like in another realm, it could be like, "Well, you know, you're not very good at that. Like, you're phony. Don't even bother, right?" Yeah. Um, but I think that like ultimately comes down to our, our own beliefs about ourselves, really you know, like, and, and if the people that are the risk takers that are like really rooting for you are going to be like, yeah, just go for it. Keep going, you know? And usually the people that are scared and don't want to put themselves out there are the ones that will try to hold you back because they don't want you. I think in a way, and it may not be a conscious thing, but it's like, they maybe don't want you to feel hurt because they don't want to feel hurt. Yeah. That's why they hold themselves back.
2: Well, it's moments like those, like when I'm here with the children, and teaching them, you know, about all of these amazing qualities they can have within themselves and they could share with others, you know, you just exampled something that I would love to have them do out in the world. Seeing a person who is struggling with confidence and with their power and the unknown and really taking the time to make them feel comfortable and loved and appreciated and,
1: it goes, it goes far. Absolutely. It goes, it goes a long way. Huge, right? It's like when we, when we're being seen and someone says like, hey, like it's okay. Cause so, so often it can go in the other direction. And it's like, there's the judgments that come up. And um, it really does start with yourself and uh, accepting your own flaws and your own, like, and, and again, like even that word flaws, like, you know, your own way of being that is unique to who you are.
2: I feel that, and maybe you can relate, the more I'm growing within this business, I feel those words are becoming less powerful in my life. Mm -hmm. The more I'm realizing my value, the more that I am shifting and the words that once affected me are now by, you know, slowly, you know, falling by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that maybe they'll never affect me again, but in, maybe in a different way. I really, I really do feel that. And it's such an important process in the growth of yourself because I feel that's really at the core of it is your personal value as a human being. Mm-hmm. What is your worth? Why, why are you here? Yeah, that I that's just my take on when i've spoken to other individuals or even to children it's always worth
1: yeah absolutely and the, those words the words like make such a big difference right like that's why like even in this conversation like we've been like careful about the wording we're using because that message gets into our own like it's our own subconscious but it yeah. infiltrates other people's as well True. and so like I don't, I don't want to keep perpetuating some of these things that I know for me I'm like it doesn't really feel right you know yeah it's like it doesn't quite resonate and like so yeah I'm always kind of like careful about how I'm speaking which is beautiful because
2: communication is is Mm -hmm. um one of the things that can connects us and it's an important factor you know it's how you 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 build on relationships and how you build on connections it's how you're you're building yourself in general how is this one thing which we do all the time is not as you know focused on Mm -hmm. how am I Am I speaking at you? Am I speaking with you? Yeah. Am I waiting my turn? Am I allowing you to finish? It's like, and I, I I, become more aware of that too, where I need to be settled because I get really excited. When <laughs> I have information, I just want to blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And um, yeah, I've had people that have come into my life that they're such good listeners that I have to be like, are you listening okay. to me? Like how, am i like you're just staring, and I'm not used to it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me realize am I talking too much. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> but sometimes, like it's funny because like there are people that really love listening too. So it's like you pair up a talker with a listener, then that's a good good combo. Sometimes it's
2: <laughs> their eyes is yeah. just so they're so focused, and I, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, oh my god, the focus is like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay you talk now <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> uh, I love listening that's part of why I like doing this the show like and I like talking as well but I like to just like hear what people have to say and I learned so much from it you know yeah. like, even just in this conversation um it's inspiring to me Like that energy, like you have such a great energy, and it's like, yeah, like now I'm like, yeah, it feels like I've like gone and done a workout or something. Just like (laughs) hanging, it's like, yeah, I got this like good energy happening. Um, That's great. I love that. So, I absolutely love that. So I want to talk, so at the end of this this show, you're going to share some of your music. And yes. I, before we get to that, I do want to talk a bit about, like, what exactly, like, we've talked about kind of, like, the bigger idea of what you offer with Learning with Lexi. Yeah. Um, are there certain programs, like, when it comes to people, like, signing up and joining or whatever, like, what does that look like? Um, we have awesome programs throughout the year.
2: We haven't gone full-time with having something every single day. We do uh, Incredible Me summer camps. We have March break camps, PA days, birthday parties, live shows, and programs for toddlers. Cool. So in each one of these programs, there is one thing that's always consistent, which is the self-love and personal value. And... We connect with these beautiful words through art and craft, improv, music, nature. I mean, the the sky is the limit when it comes to connecting with children and parents and families with these things, and they're important outlets. Um, you know, we're wanting to take it a step further and have a show, a live show, which is running all the time, on TV, or YouTube, which we're working on, I mean, I have my beautiful hats, which,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah. the, yeah,
2: and I, I, uh, I do this with my partner, Cam, Mm -hmm. Um, he is such a great asset to the company, we work so well together, and it's great uh, for the children to experience our different energies, he's so passive, and calm, and caring and wonderful and you know I'm kooky and out there and weird yeah. and wacky Very and yin wild. Yin, yeah. yeah. So it's great for them to to feel the diversity of two people. Um and our show is called Love Your Verve and Find Your Zing. Cool. So it's Love Your Life and Find Your Get Up and Go. Cool.
1: That's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So how can people find you? Uh
2: people can find me on this trusty old uh, computer, laptops, whatever they have at home. Uh, my website is www.learningwithlexi. dot I said the w yeah. <laughs> Showing,
0: showing our www. age. Www. Yeah.
1: with Lexi. You don't have to put that in anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to put an HTTP. Oh, it! Yeah, showing my age. Okay. You used um, to have to put that in. I swear, <laughs> I feel like you had to put that in. I, said, one I one stopped one. myself. I'm
2: like, did I say www? <laughs> you uh, yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Actually, Kim kind of uh, laugh, giggles at me sometimes because uh, when I call people and leave a message,
1: I'll be like, it's
2: almost, um, <laughs> you know, four thirty four. I know
1: the exact time that you.
2: Call. Oh my gosh, I don't even. He's like, but you said it's almost, yeah. but it is. I get
0: lost.
2: <laughs> um, yes, and they can find me on Instagram and Facebook, learning with Lexi. Yeah, yeah,
1: awesome. Uh, so we're
2: trying to get everywhere, really.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I love how everything's growing. It's uh, it's awesome and it's so needed. You know,
2: we're wanting to c- connect more to our community. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I know there's okay. There are so many moments where we've had people come in here and be like, this is in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. You like, I never knew this existed. I I felt ah! that. I felt that.
1: And I know you. Ah!
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so it's, you know, word of mouth has really been a support system for us. Yeah. Um, We definitely need to reach out further. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Because as of right now, whoever has walked through these doors, it's almost been like a calling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're definitely wanting to be mm, more recognized within our, our community yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's going
1: to happen for sure. And how long have you been at this location for?
2: I've been at this location for four years. Mm-hmm. Operational as of two, oh, okay, three Three years. Yeah, yeah. It kind of was like five, yeah. but it was like before then, it was all the like paperwork mm-hmm. and pictures and yeah. dream boards. And yeah, it's a whole
1: journey, you know, and like like anyone that I talk to you about this like I feel like I could talk to you for hours about the whole process of like what it took to create what it what this even is now and like it's like you're still at the beginning steps like there's still so much more like this this flower is still blooming right so it's not done yeah so I definitely look forward to talking to you even more and exploring more about like your process and what's been going on like this is like really just skimming the surface of of what what's happening so
2: well i love what yeah. you're doing yeah,
1: yeah. thank you I, this I, is wonderful same, same kind of thing right it's like evolving there's a, a constant evolution and it's like you get to a certain point and it's like okay now what right like what's next because like you, you plant the seed and <laughs> like sprouts start to come up but like if you just stop there I mean, that's that's fine, too. But I know for me, it's like I know like I have like a big thing that I'm trying to do, but I don't know what it is. Like sometimes it's like like you said, like um, you may not even realize where you're meant to be a few years down the road. And I think that that's a really important part of the process is like having like being in the moment and creating what you're creating, knowing that it's going somewhere, but allowing the the playfulness of the universe to be a participant, Right, So that you're being guided by that instead of being like, it has to be this way. Yeah. Sometimes you can miss an opportunity uh, if you get too stuck on what has to happen. Does that?
2: No, yeah. That I can completely understand mm-hmm. that. The funny thing to that statement is that even though you might miss the opportunity that time, life is going to hand it right back around. Yeah, yeah. That was for me with learning with Lexi. Mm -hmm. I completely, I was doing like the dodgeball thing with it, you know, the whole time until really my options ran out. Yeah. And it was like life was going to say, you know what? Since you're not taking it on your own, Mm -hmm. here you go. Um, I said to my friend the other day, She's going through some really big chaos and just she's pulled in all these directions. And I said to her, you know, I understand where you're coming from, because I was in that place when I first started doing learning with Lexi. I had so many focuses that the thought of focusing on one thing was not even it was inconceivable I I just couldn't see it and because of I was so messy inside everywhere everything in my life reflected it my home my energy my friendships my relationships I mean they were scattered to the winds
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and the closer I got to my focus to my dream to my passion why I'm here right and I believe in this I do maybe there's you know some audience members out there for you might be on the line about that but mm-hmm. I strongly believe because of what I experienced and what I've been doing in my personal life that this is truth
1: yep and I've that, lived it ab- absolutely and I think there's a lot of different ways that that can come to be like it can be through your work it can, but there's other ways that we like our purpose, right? That purpose. There's a lot of different paths. So it's like it doesn't have to be creating your own business. Like that can no. that can be it, and it is for a lot of people. But like for some people, it's like parenting, right? And then that like the way that they participate in that from this like heart centered space, like it's a spiritual experience. And like like once you like are like ah, oh, this is the thing, right? Like writing or being an entertainer I, like there's just so many different things like it, and it's a, it, it's almost the scariest thing sometimes like you said like so this refusal of the call the like dodging it right where it's yeah. like nope no I'm not I can't do that I don't want to do that but like something in you like kind of knows yeah like this is the real deal and that's why it's so scary sometimes because it's like if I take the risk to do this thing that I really feel called to do and it it doesn't work out, or something like that, like, that's terrifying. But if it's really your true purpose, your true calling, like, you don't fail, unless you just, like, give up and say, okay, well, I'm going somewhere else. Like, it, you can constantly keep working towards building that thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. I, while you're speaking about that,
2: these memories, some memories of my past came up, and Every decision that I've made in my life that I knew in my heart was the right one, hurt the most, mm. scared me the most, left me alone the most, yeah. put me in places that I didn't want to be because I didn't want to face it. Mm-hmm. The, and I, Those are the decisions that you really need to pay attention to mm-hmm. for, every, for everybody that's listening out there is the decisions that you know that are good for your life are putting you in a place of extreme discomfort.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the it's kinda like counterintuitive. Like sometimes you think like that the things that are meant to be are just feel so good. Like there and the, part of it does feel so good, but like like a lot of times like a an old reality has to fall away in order for a new one to be created. And and that's painful. But it's it's definitely worth it.
2: It's painful because you think about all the time that you invested in things. Mm-hmm. But you invest things to a certain point. I posted the other day that um, I like the expression, uh, nothing lasts forever because it's not about life or death, but it's about opportunity and it's Mm -hmm. about growth and it's about possibility. You know, nothing is meant to stay the same because things are always evolving. And I realized I wanted to become part of the process because staying in something, didn't matter if it was a relationship a home a job I didn't want to stay stuck somewhere where I was suffering and wanted to be somewhere else Mm -hmm. it hurt more absolutely yeah yeah and you know I I could go back and say I wish I did this or that or whatever differently but it just it wasn't my time I could have I could have done this job 10 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah but I wasn't ready yeah I'm ready now yeah
1: that's the the path like will prepare you. I really feel will prepare you for, some the thing that you're supposed to do when you're ready for it, like you can't skip it. You can't just skip ahead. You're like I just want to get there now, right? <laughs> it's like it, uh, everything in due time and divine timing. Oh no, yeah. it's 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 so true. Yeah, I, I believe in that. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I've really really enjoyed this whole conversation and. Um, before we finish up, though, I do want you just to share a little bit about the song that you're going to share. Oh, yeah. yeah, and just just sh- share a little bit about it, and then we'll um, we'll say our goodbyes, and then people will get to hear the song. So, yeah, lovely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I wrote this song. Uh, it's called "Loving You Means," and it's a song about a journey uh, with all the bumps and scars acknowledging that and realizing that you need the most powerful words in the world to keep you going. Mm -hmm. I love me (laughs) and it's for everyone. And it's one of my favorite songs, most powerful songs. And it raises a vibration in a room like no other. Um, I've almost cried several times. Um, performing it Uh, before I get into the music I tell the children and parents I get them involved that in order for this song to be as magical as it can be that I need their support and their love and they all come up one by one and say that they love themselves in this mirror and we sit as close as we possibly can together and sing this song so it's called loving you means
1: and that's what that sounds awesome about. i love that yeah. so that's the challenge i guess to to get a mirror <laughs> and give yourself some love in the mirror yeah. cuz it seems like that's part of the the process right? know
2: every line yeah. know and every, every line every hair, the whole, yeah every ev- your eyes your mm-hmm. nose your mouth talk to yourself i mean you talk to yourself without looking in a mirror mm-hmm. so why not talk to yourself while you're why you're looking into the mirror yeah acknowledging everything that you are and how far you've come and how far you will go if you keep loving yourself.
1: Awesome. Mm. Thank you. What a beautiful gift. I love that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great. I, I love talking with you anytime, but uh, to do it in this kind of setting has been awesome. So, well, this is yeah, beautiful. Thank you.
2: <laughs> this is beautiful and right up my alley and yeah. to share it with such a, with a such a beautiful individual who every day posts inspiring and connecting things. I mean... You're helping tons of people out
1: there connect to their magic and who they are. So bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the intention is to spread that even more. So let's set that intention just to be like, hey, let's spread the love. Yeah. High five. <laughs> All right. You can't see that, but yeah, you can hear we it. Yeah, high five. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Have you
0: asked yourself today, do I treat myself as well as I should? Always remember... You need your own love and friendship. You deserve your kindness, too. Loving you means loving who you are. All the bumps and scars, they will take you far. and scars. They will take you far. I love me again. I love me. Your turn. I
1: love me Thank you for tuning in to the Sacred Grind today. If you would like to connect with Lexi and you have some kids that you want to get involved with her and her programs, visit learningwithlexi, L-E-X-I dot C-A, learningwithlexi dot C-A. And you can check her out on Facebook and Instagram. If you would like to find me, Chantelle, I offer spiritual counseling, and I also offer courses and online and in-person groups for people that are wanting some support and wanting to find their true passion in life. You can find me at therapeuticanimism.com and send me a message on instagram or facebook or email me at chantelle at enchanti.ca that's c-h-a-u-n-t-e-l-l at dot com. i am wishing you an amazing rest of whatever it is that you're up to today sending you some love Remember to be compassionate with yourself if things aren't going so amazing. So often we say, I hope that you're having an amazing day. And I know that for many of us, that's just not the case of what's happening. Being a human can be really hard and heavy sometimes. But it's okay to feel down and sad and angry, whatever it is you're feeling. This is part of the process as well. So I hope you can offer yourself some compassion if that's where you're at. I'm sending you my love. Take care. And I will connect with you soon. Hakuna Matata.